Hello and welcome to this fourth episode of Out of Five Stars, a weekly bookish podcast. We're your hosts, Jess and Jess. I'm the Jess in Louisville. And I'm the Jess in Portland. Each week, we'll sit down with a nice drink and chat about what we're currently reading and give you honest reviews about those books. Today, our fourth episode, we are getting messy with The Less People Know About Us by Axton Betts Hamilton. This is a book that Portland just read and I did not. So she's going to be filling me in on it and the listeners as well. Um, I've got some red wine with me to get to get the show started. What about you? Uh, I'm stealing your identity and your drink. I'm also drinking red wine. <laughs> awesome. I love red wine. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started drinking wines, all I drank was Moscato's and then yeah. it went the to gateway. like Chardonnay's and Riesling's. And yeah. now I'm like, I hate all of those sweet wines. Just give me the red wine. Is that how you yeah. are? Uh, yeah, for sure. It's gateway, just like, just like marijuana was. I started with the really basic, no, I, I feel like, hmm, Andre, you know, Andre wine, if you can call it wine, I don't know what you call it, Andre, yeah. like the really, really cheap stuff. Uh, but I would, I did the like, you know, yellow, white things. And now I've gotten into red wines. I think it, you know, in my, in my ripe late 20s, I... <laughs> get hung over very easily and I feel like red wine I slow down I enjoy the taste more so I'm less apt to have a terrible hangover in the morning <laughs> that's that's awesome I mean I'll drink whatever I'm not picky but what we get is the big box of red wine mm, yeah I like the big box it's cheaper it's affordable so, so tell me about this book I will First things first, I want to say that if you have not read this book, I'm going to break this into two sections um, so as to not spoil anything for anyone. Uh, She also, Axton, separates the book into two sections as well. Um, And she, the two, the first part of the book um, is her growing up through her college years. Um, so she, you know, she's living with her family and everything and moves away to college. And the second part of the book is it's marked by the death of her mom. And, um, she is also married. She, she gets married and, and that's the second part of the book. Um, so I will, you know, make bird signals when I'm going to transfer into the second part of the book. So I do not, uh, to not spoil this for anyone because I thought this book was great. I did though listen to a podcast about this book before reading it. So uh, in true Portland Just fashion, I had already spoiled the book for myself before I read it. But I just want to <laughs> give everyone a heads up so I don't spoil it for anyone else. Um, but it, it did come, it came out in 2019. Um, so it's been out there for a while. So hopefully I'm not spoiling anything too much for anyone who really wanted to read this book. Um, but like Jess said, it's by Axton Betts Hamilton, and she's an expert in identity theft, which I didn't even know there was experts in identity theft. I could believe like, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it definitely now. seems like a thing that is a 
a career path, but it's just not something I really gave a whole lot of thought to beforehand. I was just never, I don't know. Has, so is have, this, have you ever gotten your credit card stolen or anything like that before? Thank goodness. No. Wait, okay, I have. No, no. Your credit card information has never been stolen. Nah, I don't think so. Mine has a couple times. It's probably because I'm, you know, using my credit card on too many porn sites or something like that. But I, uh, <laughs> I have gotten my credit card information stolen. Not a huge deal. Nothing like this. Nothing like this. So quick question. Is this fiction, nonfiction? Oh, for sure. Sorry. I thought I mentioned that at the top. This is a very fascinating you know, a mixture of two of my favorite things. So uh, I, not two of my favorite things, memoir, I could take it or leave it, but it is a true crime. One of my favorite things, memoir, take it or leave it. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I really love true crime. And because this is a true story written by the person it happened to, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be a super awesome book. Like I said, I heard about it on a podcast. Um, it was criminal. So we'll leave that in the description. Um, if you want to just get the criminal version, you can totally do that. Uh, but you should probably read the book because it is a wild freaking ride. It's wild from start to finish. It is a wild, just interesting ride of having your identity stolen. So first off, Goodreads gave it 3.89 3.89 right now. Uh, I think that's really low. I would definitely give this book solid four. Four out of I'd five read, stars. Yeah, I, I'd read it again. I would recommend it to any. Literally, I would recommend this to anyone who is interested in true crime. Um, so it's scary. Then, no, it's it's not scary. Okay, not scary at all. Um, you can definitely read this with the lights off if you can read in the dark. Uh, but you're on your gonna... phone. Yeah, you can read on your phone, which I don't like reading on my phone. That is my least favorite thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to dive in. First part of the book. It's about this girl, Axon herself, obviously. And she is growing up in just a like very, very small town, the closest big town to her ironically is called Portland but it's a small town um, <laughs> but very just small midwestern town she lives on a farm with her mom and her dad and they live in the main farmhouse and she's got a grandparent that lives in like the smaller uh, little like trailer parkish house behind her um so it, it more or less like getting into the story it seems like okay how is this going to get messy how is this going to get crazy because it seems you know rural life this little girl uh you know kind of looking up to what her mom and her dad are doing her dad's this really dope guy he raises uh he raises donkeys on the farm which just seemed like a really weird cool thing to raise but he also does hay and all the generic farm stuff army stuff and she she helps him out a lot with that and she really grows close to the relationship that she has with her dad because her mom is kind of obsessed with shopping she's a little bit of a shopaholic and does a lot of that 
you know that QVC like shopping yeah. network? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did did anyone in your family ever watch that kind of stuff? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I see. I never had anyone in my family who watched it either. Um, but in high school, I had a girlfriend who was a model and she would be on the like shopping network channel every once in a while. So we would like stay up late to watch it, <laughs> to see her and be like, oh, look, there's our friend. Hey, Zara. Um, but her mom is like obsessed with shopping and basically just sits in front of the TV a lot, watches these shopping shows and is ordering like crazy. Like, I feel like she probably is ordering to the standard of like quarantine millennial is ordering off of <laughs> Amazon right now. She is like making Axton, like go across the freeway to go pick up this cheap costume jewelry, like nonstop. She's like, okay, I got it. Go get it before your dad sees, you know, kind of like how I do now. I'm like, Poyo, don't tell your dad. I got something off Amazon. I'm going to go get it. Just keep it between us. Um, so the mom's doing that a lot. The mom also has a lot of control issues that are focused on, you know, what else? Diet, body issues, shopping. Um, she wants to control how her daughter cuts her hair, how her daughter looks, what she wears, which I, you know, I feel like much. Yeah. It's a, it's a little much, uh, but who, what mom wouldn't care what, you know, their daughter's wearing or, or what her hair looks like or anything like that. Um, but her mom actually like tells her what haircuts she like has to have. How old is she in this book? Um, At the Um, start of this book? She's, you know, she's starting at like beginning memories. So anywhere from like, I don't know, when do you start really remembering things like five and eight ish Mm -hmm. years old. So it's right around there. And her, her mom's like making her get these really like dorky haircuts that she doesn't like. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, I could, I could never be forced to have a haircut. I was like one of those kids that I ended up like one day when my mom wasn't home, I went to my friend's house who his mom was a dog groomer. And I was like, you need to shave my head right now. And she's like, Oh, did your parents say it's okay? And I was like, yes, yes, they did. They said <laughs> it was okay. And just like got my hair head shaved because I couldn't stand having other people do my hair or like anything like that. I remember seeing a picture of that. We should probably put that on our Instagram so that the listeners can see your baby shaved head. My baby bald head. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I have a good shaped head. I feel like I could do it again if I needed to, but I don't know if I would. Um, so a lot of the times at the first half of this book, you're just kind of focusing on normal rural family life. And right around the time she's like, I don't know, between like eight and probably 10, there starts to become these financial issues that she's picking up on. And, you know, I feel like that's what happens with a lot of kids. It's like they kind of pick up on all these little weird financial things that their family does. Yeah. But for her, obviously, it it's going to be really, really weird because their identity is stolen. The, the mom or the dad or both, something happened because there's all these little things that that's, start happening. Like bills are going unpaid. There's like... um notices being mailed out to them and just all this weird stuff that's got to be like super stressful and the parents are like fighting about it constantly they're like 
oh, our social security numbers must have been like taken or credit cards or something. Why is this happening? And to me, you know, Axton is like seeing this from her perspective and, and she kind of seems like the mom is in control of the financial stuff. Like mom has the, has a job outside of the house, does that. Dad has the farming job. So he is working a lot of hours at the farm, at the family farm, and then sometimes goes to uh, another job. He gets another job too, just to try and make ends meet because Axton is, um, she's really smart and, and they want to send her to like a private school. So, so her, their identity gets stolen. Mm-hmm. It's just the parents whose identity gets stolen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And she's, so, what time is, what, how old is she? She's still, she's still young, like grade school kid, Okay, but she's noticing like all these issues are happening and she's noticing that all of the responsibility to solve, fix, just kind of deal with this bull is all put on the mom because the dad's working two jobs. Obviously the farming job is taking him from like morning to night. So mom is kind of put in charge of like going to the police, figuring out how to get things settled and squared away um mom one day is at home and uh cops show up to the house and it kind of seemed like everyone was on edge at this point and the mom wasn't going to do anything so Axton was like mom cops are here and the mom's just like mm-hmm and so (laughs) yeah and so I'm like that's like giving me anxiety so accident like runs outside and she's like uh hey dad there's cops here so dad goes up and deals with this like person-to-person interaction so the dad's like talking to these guys he seems like a really um big community guy his second job is at like a grocery store thing. So he knows a lot of people in the community. Right. Um, So he's sitting there talking to the cops for a while. And then all of a sudden they come back in and they're like, why were cops here? What was that about? And the dad's like, oh, well, they were here to arrest your mom. Oh, shit. And so there's these like weird family issues that come up and Axton gets a lot of, I feel like she's just getting anxiety from like constantly living in fear that like someone has stole your family's identity. Like, what do they know about us? Like, are they watching us? So she's just like kind of weirded out. And now there's cops coming to the house and the dad's like, well, obviously I told them it had to have been an issue. They were here to arrest your mom for uh, passing bogus checks at Walmart and Walmart's just not a place that her mom would go. She, you know, likes her shopping network channel jewelry. She, the mom's not really a big fan of small town life and she just constantly wants to live like, large. She wants to live so she big. She doesn't want to live in the petty, small town. Penny Walmart. She wants to no, go. No, she, I think she even said like, you should dress nice. You shouldn't go to Walmart. You should dress blah, blah, blah. Like I think at one point she's like, the mom's like a little bit curvier of a woman. And so she's like, Oh, I like to go to Lane Bryant. That's where they have the nice clothes. Like I have to go to the nice mall. Like, and she will often take Axton out of school to go shopping with her and, and do all these little like fancier excursions. Right. Um, whereas the dad's like very content, like living on this farm in a small town, being a donkey. What do you call it? A donkey. I don't know. He raises donkeys. Donkey rear, so, rear, 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 uh, 
Chris, Chris would know. I have no idea what it's called. But anyways, dad's just very content. He's like, I love this farm. This is great. Um, Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, ask. What year does this take place? Because mm. we know she's young at the time. So what year is it? Do, do they ever give you a year? Um, I'm guessing it's like the eighties at some point there are, uh, something I like about this book is there's a, there's pictures. It's a picture book. Um, there's a lot of like super eighties fashion. So I'm guessing her childhood was eighties. I okay. will have to check on that to make sure, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's eighties fashion, QVC super style. Um, so it's very interesting how Axton as a young kid is constantly being bombarded with like her mom is taking care of this identity theft and it's Mm -hmm. just like always there it's like constantly like it never never ends there's constant influx of things happening because of this identity theft and so she was just you know, coming of age, constantly thinking there was like someone out to get her. And the mom says, you know, I mean, they have like a, they have like a list of people they think it could be. The mom thinks it might be relatives of the dads or their next door neighbors down the, down the rural road or something like that. But she doesn't really have anyone solid who would want to do this. Like who would want to go to Walmart with one of your checks Like, why would they, why would they try to pass one of your checks in the town you live or like the town next to you? Right. Why would they, why would they do that? Um, I could see like it's some, somewhere like a couple hour drive away, but in the town that you're living in, that's pretty ballsy. It is right. It's super duper ballsy. Like when I got my credit card information, hilarious enough, the last time my credit card was like information was stolen and used to buy stuff it was for a walmart (laughs) in southern oregon um and they were shipping the stuff like to their home address so i looked it up on google and i was like who the fuck are you don't mess with me yeah okay i guess i guess i've had something like that happen where my credit card was used in florida and i was in oregon and i'm like "Mm." That's not me, bro. Yes, yes. That's credit card identity theft. That's not credit card theft. It's not identity. I don't think it would be my I think it is technically an identity theft because they have to use your, you know, I your I your I'm using quotes here. No one obviously it's a podcast, no one can see me. I'm using quotes, but they have to use your identification and say they are you to use your credit card. So I think in the grand scheme of like identity theft, credit card theft is I in the umbrella does that make sense we are not identity theft experts like what's the accident accident but um, continue continue yes I, I'm obviously we are she is like the like she wrote the book on it because i think she actually wrote a book on identity theft but apart from this autobiography yeah memoir whatever apart from this memoir so it's just really weird, just a really weird way to grow up. Like she's constantly in fear that like someone's watching them because her mom's making her feel like it's someone they know. Yeah. And she, the mom constantly says throughout, like, don't take it personally. It's, 
it's not personal. And, you know, I would say, you know, with you and me and our experience, like it, it is not personal. Like, obviously I, I don't know anyone who lives like on the border of California, Oregon. Like, I don't know who those people were who took my credit card information. That's not personal. That's just, you know, someone trying to, you know, make some quick cash, make some quick cash, buy a baby Yoda at Walmart or something. But so the mom's the mom, nonchalant about it. She's super nonchalant. She's like, it's not personal, honey, but it's also maybe your neighbor, but it's not personal, honey, but it also is probably dad's relatives. So it's just really weird, constant. Like it feels like you'd be constantly living your life, like humming up at like, you know, anxiety inducing, like shoulders yeah. at your ears, grinding your teeth kind of thing. And that would suck so bad. Drive you crazy. So, Oh yeah. Super duper drive you crazy. Um, TV's always on at the house, constantly on, whether it was the shopping network or, you know, something else, the TV was just always, always on. And the parents kind of like seem to drift apart. So the parents aren't very close. It seems like there's a lot of fighting, which obviously there would be, uh, mom gets a job at, Edward Jones, like the financial, financial. company. Mm-hmm. That's so she gets a job. Yeah. She gets a job there and she's really loving it. Like she's really challenged and, and all that kind of stuff. Eventually though, loses that job. And there was actually a guy that she was very close to seemed like he was probably her mentor was fired for like embezzling or, you know, doing some sort of illegal activity with money. And so that seemed like to be a really big hit. Like her mom kind of looked up to this guy and once he got fired for illegal activity, mom left that job and went to work at a um, radio station. So she's working at a radio station and, and she kind of gets a taste for like fancy life because I guess at this like small town radio station, there are celebrities that come in and out so the mom's feeling you know like living large yada yada I yeah get to meet celebrities all the time mom has a very like huge thing that happens to her when her dad who's her last living relative passes away and he was living on the property with them when the dad passes away the whole the, her mom's whole thing kind of just her whole status, her whole, like what she was doing, where she was like her whole life kind of flipped. And, um, it was suggested that her mom go to their like Lake place cabin or Lake place cabin, um, where it used to be because obviously they didn't own it anymore but her mom was like very uh felt reminiscent to the times that they had spent there that her mom had been there growing up like it seemed like a very big deal part of her life so she was like okay Axton like let's go together and Axton was expecting to see some like super fun lake that like her mom you know grew up at and then yeah. she got there it was just kind of like a dump like a little pond like, yeah and there's just like trailers that were decrepit and falling apart there and and that just seemed to be like the mom also was like this is not what I was expecting kind of not what she remembered she like played it up to be bigger Mm -hmm. and fancier than it actually was yeah and it was just something that was like so close to to her and she made it seem like she 
grew up with her parents there going there and and um just it wasn't what she was wanting to get out of it so axton super smart we you know fast forward a little bit she's getting into college and she goes to college um and when she's there like most college kids you know applies for a credit card needs to get a apartment kind of all that kind of stuff um her parents agreed to help her pay for the college but she needed obviously some you know assistance as well and, and she needed to um, student loans yeah and she needed to get an apartment when she's applying for her apartment she realizes her identity has been stolen because she, so she didn't credit. know she didn't know this is the first time she realizes that her identity had also been stolen she applies for a credit report and back then so obviously i think it had to have been the 80s because she gets like a physical paper report mailed to her and she says she went out to the mailbox sees this like thick boy thick burger boy of an envelope and she's like oh that's weird like maybe there's just a lot of instructions that come with a credit report and um no no there's hardly no, any instructions with the credit report. It was just a huge list of different credit lines opened in her name, starting from the age of, I think it was like eight, eight years old. Shit. Big time. She was like, uh, what? And the number debt thing that she had, it like just knocked her out. Like I, you know, I can't imagine thinking that you're just like at zero, you know, like you don't have anything, but you haven't borrowed anything. You're like, okay, I'm, you know, just nicely at zero and then see that you're actually negative, like bajillion and you've got like a 300 credit score. And she's like, oh, well, 300 might be good. Cause like a hundred on a test is really good. And then no, 300 is bad. And she's just like introduced to this world of like all things finance, all things like theft. All, and she just, is taken back. This is the biggest thing ever. And she decides to like really focus her whole life on like finding out who did this to her, who would do this to an eight-year-old widow baby. Who would do this to a widow baby? Right. Why would, why would they be buying things under her name? Obviously she tries to just go to the credit card companies and be like, uh, I obviously didn't buy things when I was eight years old. Like I lived on a donkey farm like what the heck literal and, donkey farm too yes, a literal donkey farm and they're obviously like i don't care like sucks to be you company. Mm-hmm. yada 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 i'm gonna yada 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 her fast track through school she's you know taking out some loans to help pay for that thing her family is helping a little bit um and then her mom gets sick with cancer. And this is a really big deal. She's still going to school. Um, she's in a happy relationship and her mom gets cancer. And this is kind of rocks her world because she doesn't have a big family. Like they didn't really have anyone else other than mom and dad and then grandpa who passed away when she was younger. So this is like a huge deal to her. There was a like really, you know, sad kind of realization that like mom mom wants to be there for the wedding let's get married in the hospital and and her and her boyfriend do that uh it was was really sweet like 
think the mom died like the next day or, or something like that. But on, on her mom's like deathbed, she's like, okay, you know, really smart about it. She's like, let me get, you know, cause mom did all the financial stuff for dad. She's like, let me get all the passwords and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when, when you pass, I can take care of this for dad. And she's like on her mom's computer and, uh, she's on her Facebook. And at this point, like her mom is, is gone, like unresponsive, like the end is extremely near. Like she isn't speaking. The mom can't talk anymore. And, um, Axton's on her mom's Facebook and she's like, Oh, uh, one of your friends like messaged you to like yada, yada, yada. And her mom, like in a cancer call by like shoots up and she's like, ah, shut up. That, really? Oh my God. I mean, I'm dramatizing it, but yes, her mom is like, ah, and then dies. And then it's it dead. Mom dies. That's the end of part one. So if you do not want to be spoiled by who stole the identity, um, just go ahead and pause here, read the book real quick, then come back while <laughs> I discuss it with my friend Jess here. So do you want to go ahead and take a guess as to who stole everyone's identity, Jess? I would say maybe a, a character member. you know. Would it be the dad? Not daddy. Well, I only know the dad Mm -hmm. and the grandpa. Who else? That's all I know. Literally, who just died? Shot the front door. It's so messy. Mama stole. Mama stole your identity, little baby. Mama stole it. Mom's crazy. Because she wanted to keep buying shit on, on QVC. That's a little bit of it. So, um, I should have wrote down the number. They basically, after mom dies, they start going through all the stuff. First things first, that kind of throws her off. Like something's weird is Facebook. Always gotta watch your Facebooks because mom had some really risque messages, right? Mm -hmm. With random people. So accents just like going through these messages reading really random shit that happened and none of it's true like she this mom is like telling her friend stories about like how you know how she's gonna go meet up with her farmer but she's clearly not talking about the dad and how her and her husband are divorced and it was really hard on Axton and all this bs and she's like what the heck is this like this total separate reality was happening in her mom's Facebook messages. And so that was the first thing that ticked her off as to like, what the heck is all this? Like what? So going back to the house, to the farmhouse, she's starting to go through things. She's seeing all these like receipts. That's still fucked up. I'm just, I'm just so... still like dwelling on it. That's so fucked up. Like, how would you feel? I, this I would be glad you? that the mom was dead. No, I would want to be like, uh, excuse me, mom, why did you steal my identity? <laughs> um, why, like, I would want to talk to this person because this is not the person you grew up with. This is not the person, you know, like she's probably has like a mental Ill- illness. That's something she ends up talking about in part two is like, why, what was going on with her? What? She dives so deep into this woman's life that she had no idea anything, anything about 
And then her and her dad start talking. And then there's like all these red flags that I'm like, daddy, 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 why, uh, you let mom drive off with like BDSM stuff in her trunk. And, and you just were like, yeah, I'm going to believe that story that she just told me that she's definitely not going to go cheat on me with like chains and whips in her trunk. Yeah. That mm-hmm. like, so the dad was st- kind of like a saint. He was like, no, kind of didn't want to believe. Yeah. Well, yes. If that's what you're, yes. The dad wanted to just, I don't know if he just wanted to avoid issues, but there were so many red flags throughout that a child wouldn't have picked up on, but like, obviously daddy should have like picked up on all these red flags and been like, "Mm, uh, let's talk about this. Why, why there was just so many, what, you know, um, hindsight, hindsight, whatever the dad should have known. There was just so many things pointing to like, he just didn't want to see it. Yeah. He didn't want to see it or he didn't want to cause an issue. But anyways, they found, they, you know, tallied everything up. Basically there was like over a million dollars missing through this or that. And then, you know, they start talking because Axton is still going to school. She's like super duper smart and is and married and married and going for multiple degrees. Um, but, uh, the dad was giving the mom like X amount of dollars every month to go for schooling. And the mom was taking that money and like whittling it down to like maybe a third of the price and giving that to Axton. So there was like all this money over the years, just that she was mama said she was bringing it to, to Axton for school. And then also I didn't, I didn't mention this before, but the mom started going back to school because she lost her job at the radio station and she wanted to go back to school. So mom was just in debt big time. And all that debt was left on um, the dad. And obviously the debt that Axton inherited from having her identity stole, stolen since she was eight years old. And they just kind of sat there with all this stuff and tried to piece together where the heck mom could have spent all this money because you can Strippers. only spend so much. You could only spend so much on costume jewelry and Lane Bryant clothes. You know what I mean? Like, where did it all go? And that's kind of where the second part of the book goes. Is like Axton using her background as like a you know super smart identity theft. Uh, I don't know, czar to figure out where all this money went. She ends up going to her mom's high school reunion. Hmm. And that was really weird because she goes there and everyone's like, oh, I didn't know she had kids. Shut up. <laughs> but basically she finds out like big time mom was a cheater. It's cheating on her dad with multiple partners. Um, she doesn't know how many. She tried to reach out to a couple of them to see if they were like in on the identity theft. They weren't. Um, and it's just kind of piecing together. Like, what the heck do you think? mom could have spent all this money on because we lived in the same house more or less for her whole life so she saw what was coming and going um another freaking crazy thing was um during the the hospital wedding uh accident was like mom i want to use your wedding ring i want to use your wedding ring during the ceremony which is oh sweet cute and mom's like okay it's in my jewelry box at home go get it she goes can't find it for a while and then just finds this like random one and that turns out to be like 
it's just nuts. Mom probably sold her wedding ring, her real wedding ring. And or then money. Has, probably. I have no idea. There's so many unanswered questions because, you know, if the mom's not there and she had so many, I'm not going to say personalities because I, uh, she just had so many different like facets of her life that she never shared. And Axton tries to go to her friends and be like, like, what did you know about my mom? Like, what did she do when she wasn't at home? Mm-hmm. And so many people were saying like, we were really close until, you know, we were really close until this, we were really close until this. And it basically seemed like a lot of the people that she was close with were really close with her until they caught her in a lie. And, you know, it's no big deal to catch your friend in a lie. People lie for any number of reasons, but that was just like once. Depends on how big the lie is. Yes. Once the, you know, mom was like, oh, you caught me in this lie. She was like, all right, we're cutting you out of my, my, I can't, I can't risk you figuring out that I'm stealing my eight-year-old's identity. Um, Yeah. So mom was basically just like going out, living a whole different life, maybe bought another house somewhere they never really could tell um but there's just so much happening and it just was found out that she was just basically lying to everyone even the people that were like accident thought like this farmer her like secret farmer lover she thought oh maybe this guy was like in on it with my mom he didn't even know maybe somebody knew the truth she was hoping somebody knew yeah she wanted it she wanted that she had like a partner in crime or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, she, she hoped, and obviously, yeah, everyone would hope there'd be some answer why someone would do this. It's crazy. It is so crazy. You would want an answer and, you know, you do get the answer, you know who, but you don't know why. Yeah. You can't, you can't really know why mom's not there to ask anymore. And there's nothing adds up. Just nothing adds up. The money doesn't add up. The, you know, receipts don't add up. The So is Axton still married? She is. She has a very interesting relationship with her husband. Um, so she married this guy uh, that she met in uh, college. Sorry, I'm looking up his name. He doesn't play a huge role, but he's like, he seems like a super nice dude. So she marries him in college but they're both very much like uh career driven people and she's obviously doing a lot of different schooling things throughout the years um and they don't live together uh as of right now i don't think they live in the same state she works at i think a south dakota school and he works somewhere else I can look it up for sure and I'd like to know but they seem like they have a very unconventional marriage which maybe it has something to do with the fact that she was like living on edge all the time thinking the person closest to her you know was you know her friend her ally her mom but then realized her mom stole her identity and so maybe that has something to do with why her and her husband don't live in the same state but they seem to have a very successful relationship either way he's very supportive and um gives her her space that she needs but I I thought that was very interesting at the end of the book she's like yeah we have a very successful marriage where we do not live in the same state that's that's interesting I guess that Mm -hmm. would do that to a person but 
Wow. It was it pretty short book. Very short. Um, very easy read. And it was also just the, uh, a, a big page turner. I obviously, I feel like when you're on an airplane, time goes by differently. Obviously time goes by differently. It's a 306 page book. And I felt like this was way shorter than untamed. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, it's too short. Um, I definitely wanted to know more about the whole situation. Um, but I mean, I feel like she doesn't really know at the end. She kind of talks to like, um, some people who know a little bit more about, uh, like brain disorders, things that would have led to, you know, an illness or something to would have given her answer to diagnose like the mom to diagnose the mom's, um, thing. Uh, but they, they really can't diagnose someone who's not there anymore. Um, so she doesn't really know what, what happened? What was it about her mom that like changed it? I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and say, I think it was, uh, the shopping network channel did it to her mom. It's probably, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, she actually like finds out when she goes to that high school reunion that her mom has always kind of been like a crazy person who had like double, I'm not going to say split personality cause that's wrong, but like double life one thing happening um yeah look at this this is her and her husband rob at like this is a podcast people can't see i know but i know but you can see it they're really cute look they're a cute little couple and they're like at a baseball game together rob's just a good dude he like takes care of her gives her what she needs isn't like doesn't ask any questions. No, I mean, he, he totally does. He, he like challenges her, I feel like, but he just seems like a really good dude that jumped into a crazy, crazy family. Like, I don't know anyone who's willing to get married to you, uh, uh while, you know, your mom's there dying of cancer. I feel like he's in it for the long haul. He's a good dude. <laughs> so this one goes out to Rob. What's up, Rob? I don't know what your last name is because I forget last names really easily, just as easy as I forget first names, but a very, very wild ride. So um, for those of you that uh, skipped until the end, you're welcome to join us again. I'm not going to spoil it anymore. Wild ride of a book. I would recommend. Four out of five stars, right? Yes. I would say four out of five stars. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I could read it again because it, it, it does, it's not one of those books that like lends itself to being read multiple times um for just like for a me, one and done, one and done. Um, but I would definitely like pass this book around to, to other folks especially if you're a true crime person I was very invested in that it's wild it was, right it also yeah, seems I like, feel like it was pretty short but it was it was good like it was so good that you just didn't want it to end and you felt bad about it, but. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't, it was a wild ride. This would make a good made for TV movie, you know, like I can, I can see that, that like gypsy, gypsy and Dee Dee thing. Yeah. Mommy daughter made for Mm -hmm. TV movies. This, this would be a good one. That would make a good one. Big time. That's so sad, but okay. Thank you. On to a happier topic. Happy topics. I wanted to rate a movie. Okay. That I just saw this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure 
people have seen various commercials on it and it's called happiest season oh yeah on hulu right heard of it and it's about two lesbians who they are a couple and they go to one of the lesbians family's house for the holiday Mm -hmm. but surprise like the family doesn't know that she's out you know she's not out to her family okay so i've seen the commercials i've heard about it what a freaking dick move to like bring your partner to 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 your family and have not passed that hurdle like oh my god well okay and the the shitty part is that she tells her her this on the car right there deceit Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah and it was it was pretty is pretty bad and the whole they like sleep in separate rooms oh no 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 and there was like this romance going around and it was i am rating it a three out of five mm-hmm. the story was pretty good i really enjoyed it kristen stewart does something to me that just i don't know i really like it she's better here she's blonde um Better than the Twilight Christmas story. Did your quick and, question? Did your family let you and Chris, like when you went to go visit, did they let you guys sleep in the same room before you were married? Hell no. Hell no. And we haven't been back to see my family since we've been married. So that'll be interesting. They're going to be like, all right, Chris, here's your room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but they, they didn't. Um, so the movie, it's a holiday movie. So in the spirit of the holidays, it was, it was a good holiday movie. The only thing, the reason that I would give it a three out of five is the ending was so shitty. Like this girl, I even forgot her name because I don't, she was a, the one that yeah. has, hasn't come out yet. She has this, she's given this opportunity to come out to her mm-hmm. family because I think her sister says, and you know what? So-and-so is gay. And she just looks at her like, Oh, and the girlfriend is right there. The girlfriend that wanted to propose on Christmas Day, by the way, uh, is right there and looking at her like, what are you going to say? And she's just like, that's not true. No, I'm not. And the girl just like walks out. She's like, fuck this shit. I'm done. Oh my God, lame. Like there's like literally the opportunity is right there sitting in front of you you, and she denies it. You know how I know that this is... Um, not a Hallmark movie is because it has a bad ending. Well, in the end, the girl goes out and like, oh, I'm sorry. And they're like all engaged and whatever. But I don't think that should have been the ending. I think the the Kristen Stewart character should have just held her ground. Like, no, if you're not gonna want to be with me when you're giving the opportunity, mm, no, no, I would have canceled her as well. Um, well, so here's the homework then I'm giving both of us. (laughs) There's a new Christmas movie with Melissa Joan Hart, um, who I feel like is just in a new Christmas movie uh, every single freaking year. But I think it's a Hallmark. Maybe it's a Lifetime. Uh, I should have looked at that before. It's probably a Lifetime movie, but it's called Dear Christmas. And it's our homework to watch. Mm. You know, it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> Because it has Melissa Joan Hart in it. And the, one of the main characters in it, his name is Chris. Ooh. Massey. Chris Massey. Christmassy. Shut up. Oh, my God. 
Um, but anyways, it's about, I can't, yes, you can. We will. It is our homework because Natalie has a hit podcast based on love. Problem is she's not good at finding it herself. Um, but it's a like, you know, hallmark or lifetime. I don't know what the differences other than I know they're different things but it's one of those movies and it's about a podcaster who hasn't found love yet and um she when when Chris Massey enters her life he shakes things up um so Melissa Joan Hart love you gonna watch it we're gonna watch it we'll tell you how many stars (laughs) next time you have to watch it it's your homework it's a podcast Christmas movie with a Chris character it's made for us all right well next week we're gonna be reviewing a book that i've been reading it's called mexican gothic by sylvia moreno garcia and so far so good it's i can't wait to i can't wait to talk about it i'm i'm not done reading it yet i'm excited to hear what you have to say about it um i'm definitely a big like book cover person i love like yes, a good book yes. cover. And that one, you you judge a book by its big cover. Time. Everyone does. Hell yeah, Go me ahead too. Fight me over it. Everyone does. I'm excited to hear what you say. It just has a cool looking book cover. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to our show, and uh, you'll get an update when that episode drops. It's going to be super fun. Um, and like us and follow us. It really helps the show. It's much appreciated. Um, we like seeing what you guys like don't forget to visit our website at www.outoffivestars.com where you can check out the reading list of all of the books that we're currently reading and if you have a suggestion to make of a book that you would like us to read and do an episode on make sure to let us know there um also follow us on instagram and twitter we're at out of five stars that's outa with two t's until next time cheers, cheers.